The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsborough, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. All custom framing includes a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by Hillsboro Yarn Shop. Voted best yarn shop by our Hillsboro Yarn Shop employees. Have a cup of herbal tea and knit with us at Hillsboro Yarn Shop. Your business name here. Proudly serving Hillsboro since... Site Year here, your business name here, and Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine volatile episode of the Winefellers ever. We will discuss the latest and greatest wine inventions of 2017. Listen as Mark and I discuss the newest product to have for whenever you spill wine on the floor. And it's not a mop. Actually, Mark, I cannot tell a lie. It is a mop. But that's during the second half of our show. During the first half, we will conduct a wine tasting, take listeners' phone calls, and then it's time for the wine news. All this and some more ill-considered wine fellers song exclusives right here on a lugubrious yet junky episode of the wine fellers. But first, what are we drinking today, Mark? And wine, y'all. Hey, Jim. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Uh, lugubrious, Mark? That's right. What is that? <laughs> what does lugubrious mean? 
<laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Yeah, great. You should look it up, and so should all our listeners. Because Just not on my home computer. Because we want our listeners to learn things. Yay, we are about learning. It is a wine show. You know, Joe? After all. It is. Today has been a crazy day. An it, absolute crazy day. It ha- it actually has been. I, mean, I can't believe we're actually airing this show. Uh, there was... Uh, just a comedy of errors before we sat down. Uh, we have no internet. Um, for some reason... Uh, Someone hit a telephone pole yes. on the outskirts of town mm-hmm. today and brought down internet and phone service for the entire city. Right. And I just... I guess I forget how much I rely on the internet because uh, when we look at the rundown for the show every day, yes. we uh, just bring it up on the computer. And I just sat down and was like, I'm going to bring it up on the computer. And that didn't work this time. Yeah. So, uh, but you we figured gasped. It, we figured it out. You actually gasped. I, I gasped like that. Like I didn't know what to do. It, <gasps> it's like when I when I gasped. Remember when I left my computer in the <laughs> coffee shop? And so, I mean, it was just one of those moments where, oh my god, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that time in New York City giving our presentation. These two guys from North Carolina That's going right. up to the big city. We're in the Christie's boardroom. Christie's auction house boardroom Just giving a presentation. To like basically everyone but the president of the company was there. Right. And We get there early. <laughs> and and yeah, that was... To you, set I've, up. Heard you, I've heard you gasped, gasp twice now in your life. But we were in that boardroom and... Everything was all set. We just need to needed to plug your laptop into the projector. <laughs> and you looked at the table and gasped because you had left your laptop down in a New York City coffee shop where I'm certain <laughs> it would be when you went to retrieve it. But actually, I didn't leave it there. I think Where was it, Mark? I was like uh I was sitting on it or no, something. No, it was it was not on the table behind you. It was not under your seat. It was simply two spots over <laughs> from you on the same table. <laughs> well, I was so nervous. <laughs> We're about to give a So when you gasped before the show today, when you couldn't get online, right. realized you couldn't get online, I, I had a kind of a mild panic attack. <laughs> the, the, the memories of flashback. that day. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's oh. great. Well, I, I'm going to make... Put please. Your, put your mind at ease yes, because please. we're about to do a wonderful wine pairing. What are we drinking? We have a 2005 Camus, wonderful wine. Mm. A Camus is this big Napa, inky, big, bold, and rich wine, intense, dark fruit. If you like that kind of wine, this wine is for you. It's ripe and lush with firm and ripe tannins. It's a really big, big cab. And some people like that. Like my wife likes these big Napa fruit-forward wines. And this is what we're drinking today. And uh, oh, it's just wonderful. I'm just trying it right now. It's just a beautiful wine. Um, And so, uh, if you're playing along, open up yours. So, how how much does this run, Mark? Um, I'm not sure. We're supposed to say price, but oh, but. oh, right, right. We can't, <laughs> Mark. We are under incredible rule. The, I know the rules and regulations that that come along with being a low power uh, FM station. Yeah, basically one that's considered tax exempt. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it's amazing we can play anything at all on the radio i know so it's just uh <laughs> but it's not free so I'll put it that way <laughs> I, can we say a price range yes it's uh somewhere between i already know where you're going with this. <laughs> don't even bother okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow well uh, that's wonderful that's great well let's 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 drink this wine down it's going to help calm the nerves don't go anywhere you're listening to the wine fellers on w h u p 
need to tell them what's about to happen. Your phone is ringing. You're talking on the phone with us. One bell upon with us. Everything you hear is real. Right here on the web So what exactly is about to happen? You're talking on the phone with us. One bell upon with us. Okay, Mark, uh, I think Linda has patched our next caller through, and I think we have Mark's Your Own Mommy on the phone from Atlanta, Georgia, who listens to us via the Winefellers website. Mark's Mommy, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here, but I don't like to be called Mommy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that's I'm sorry that mom. <laughs> well, that was Linda's doing. You're so nice of you to call the the station. Yeah, I thought I'd call and just tell you that I think this is really cool that you're doing this, <laughs> and I just think it's interesting that you got into wine. Well, because our family, our family drank wine when you were little, and um, you would you know, and your sister saw us do it, but. It was only, I guess it was only during the holidays. Well, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, growing up, Joe, we, um, when we had wine, it was like only on holidays, and it was usually the kind of wine uh, you might have heard of wines like Manischewitz or Bogan David, and it was pretty uh, a simple and very sweet wine, I would say, if you've, nev- if you've never tried that wine before. But, nice. But I, I feel like maybe that's how I uh, started to... Uh, Develop a taste for it. What do you think, Mom? Well, I don't know. I can't imagine <laughs> that that happened because it really was pretty bad when you think about it. Um, you didn't you didn't like food that much either. So I just really think this is interesting that you developed your palate over all these years. But the cool thing, Mom, is that you drink wine uh, probably pretty much as as much as I do now. I think you you enjoy a nice bottle as well. Yeah, but I don't have um, the taste that you have or the sophistication, but I do love wine. And I can honestly say I drink it because I really like the taste of it. That's right. And Mom sells herself short. She knows a lot more about uh, wine than she lets on. For example, I will quiz her. If you are drinking a young red wine, Mom, what's a good one to choose if you're at a restaurant? That's right. There you go. (laughs) Now, now, I I do have a question, though, uh, for both of you. So now that that Mark uh, is uh, very has become very knowledgeable in wine, he's running this wine auction house. um, Are are guests uh, leery or nervous about bringing over a bottle of wine for dinner uh, when uh, when Mark Mark is uh, home? Oh, definitely. Oh, they're even getting nervous about me. <laughs> well, well, Mom, I guess we're just going to be drinking by ourselves from now on. <laughs> yeah, no, they all think that I have this really, you know, great knowledge of wine that you have. 
so yes, definitely, Joe. They really do get nervous. I understand that. <laughs> well, Mom, I'm so uh, I'm so happy that you called, and uh, and uh, we'll talk again soon because I think I'm going to be traveling down to see you. But but if we don't talk before then, Mom, thanks so much for calling. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey. Uh, climbing the Billboard Twitter Emerging Artist Chart this week to number 29, it's Drew Barrymore, a Winefeller's song exclusive, Don't Go Nowhere, The Wine News, is next. Mark and Joe discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA.
week on the Wine Fellers News. Do you know what's better than gin that contains 40% alcohol by volume? How about gin that contains 80% alcohol? Do you know what teenagers these days like more than virgin daiquiris? Strangely enough, it's virgin daiquiris that include alcohol. Are you tired of the run-of-the-mill cat cafe? Well, finally, someone is now thinking of the vermin and rodents, right here on the news. The news. Bombay Sapphire Gin in certain markets is being recalled after it was discovered that some of the bottles distributed had not been properly diluted. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to be a response. In oh. other words, they contained a whopping 77% alcohol content, nearly double the 40% labeled. Why do why don't they uh, why don't they just sell it at double the concentration, half the volume and double the price? Uh, why do they dilute alcohol? There must be a law. I don't think it you must can, be like a 80, safe safety, right? Eighty percent. Yes, I think if you lit a match anywhere near it, it'd probably be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, it's like things it's like, like rocket cocktail. fuel. Yeah. These these are kind of regulated. Exactly. So the affected bottles were sold mostly in Canada. Those lucky Canadians. Mm, finally, who, a reason to move to Canada, Mark. Finally. <laughs> Anyone who purchased bottles with certain product codes can return it for a full <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. Right. I got twice what I paid for. I w- I demand. I demand. I demand to return this bottle and get half the amount. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really funny because they they're asking for a refund. But that does beg the question: Why, yeah. if you did want you know your regular gin that you're used to, why couldn't you just? Cut the gin in half with water, and wouldn't it just be the same at that point? Yeah, I mean, the, well, they unless they dilute it with uh, certain type of water. Oh yes. Uh, well, this is a real thing, fresh right? New it Jersey is, water. It is. Okay. So, like you know, when when uh, and I know a lot about brewing beer, right? You do. That's correct. Yeah, and so I know that it it's crucial. Well, the first thing you start with is your water. Right. Mm. And if you use tap water, your beer is not going to taste very good. See, I'm going to disagree with you. I bet if I made beer with tap water versus some distilled water, Mm. I don't think you'd know the difference. Is that right? Yeah. This sounds like a perfect Winefeller's challenge. It does. In fact, I think you'd rather have beer made out of tap water because then your water is fluoridated. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just, uh, for some reason, I, I picture a new uh, federal public service announcement for to make sure your kids drink their gin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Our gin is fluoridated. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm. or, but could you, when you're making a cocktail, could you use half the amount of gin at that point? But that probably wouldn't work because it's still, no, wait, it would be, that wouldn't be properly diluted probably the drink. So that's not going to work. Yeah, I think that um, I think that the the question here is what do they dilute the gin with? And you know, in some of these alcohols, these spirits, yeah, there the the gin is diluted not just with water, but with you know infused water, mm. right? These there's other ingredients in the dilution process, so the yeah, like minerals and things like that. But so even here's the thing. So even if you Take your your double strength gin mm-hmm. and dilute it with just water. Right, it could affect the flavor. Like it wouldn't turn out like correctly diluted gin. 
See, again, I don't think so. I think the gin is so strong that you would not taste it. So we're gonna we have a little challenge. I think so. We, uh, we should have a challenge to see to within what percentage we can uh, state correctly guess the alcoholic beverage uh, well, alcoholic volume by uh, <laughs> ABV. Uh huh. In any particular glass. So we'll lay out some glasses. Oh, yes. Right? We'll put 10% in one, 20% in another, 40 in another, mm-hmm. and see if we can guess. Oh, I can get it within a half percent. I don't even think we need to come up with these bizarre games to even drink, Mark. No, we why, don't. Why am I, do I continue to justify <laughs> drinking with coming up with just games that I, it really doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> the second story. A news story from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. I know. Recently, the Kirkman family went to Applebee's after church, as they had done so many times before. This sounds like a mystery uh, murder. Oh, wait till you hear this. Cheryl Kirkman's husband, who is a minister, ordered an alcohol-free virgin daiquiri for their children. <laughs> Do you know where this is going? <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, the cocktails that were actually served to the children were the real deal. Wow. Well, he should know that being a minister. Know what? Well, di- well, uh, the, the Virgin he, Mary had a baby. Huh? So look, man, even, even if you or- order a virgin anything, it yeah. can still be completely loaded. Okay. I kind of see your analogy, but. <laughs> According to Cheryl Kirkman, as soon as my 13-year-old son drank it, he told my husband, Dad, this don't taste right. This tastes funny. This tastes sour to me. Now, this is where the story, this is where the story gets a little interesting, where, where I'm a little, you know, the, t- the timeline doesn't really match up with me, and maybe you can help me figure this out. By the oh, to- yeah. I, I've got my in, all of my best brain cells on it all right, right now. By the time it was apparent what had happened... Three-year-old Bailey had consumed nearly half of one of the daiquiris. <laughs> this kid knew exactly what was going on. It was very scary. I was frightened. She began to gasp for a little air. I thought she was going to throw up because she grabbed her stomach, Cheryl said. Both children were taken to the hospital for examination and have fully recovered. Imagine that. They drank half a daiquiri from Applebee's. Well... And they lived. Well, it's no joking matter. I mean, you know, three-year-old is a pretty young. To oh, have no, alcohol, man. Look, look, look. If it's this is not the same. If I can't, went into the kitchen and found the uh, toddler on the floor with a half-consumed bottle of Clorox. Well, that, you know, this is like that's probably true. But what I don't totally different. What I understand is how did it take them so long to figure it out before the three-year-old had tri- had consumed a half a daiquiri? I mean, isn't that, <laughs> didn't that take like fifteen minutes to do? I mean, it was it was um, it was just kind of a, a slow realization. But but you know, I wasn't there. But so unfortunately for Applebee's, oh uh, oh, unfortunately, unfortunately for yes, Applebee's, of course, unfortunately. this is not the first time the company has served alcohol to minors. In 2016, an Applebee's in Johnson City, Tennessee, accidentally served two children alcoholic root beers. <laughs> what goes in an alcoholic root beer? Alcohol. In 2011, <laughs> another Applebee's, this one in Detroit, served a margarita to a 15-year-old, 15-month-old whose mother ordered him apple juice. 
<laughs> hey, w- uh, what? Yeah, this is true. I was just trying to think in my mind how that would happen, and I'm thinking a margarita does kind of look like applesauce yeah, right. if it's you know the blended type. So the waitress goes, "One margarita," and the bartender says, "Okay." <laughs> no, <laughs> the waitress says, yeah, "Get this the right." Waitress get says, this straight. "One apple juice," and the bartender says, "Okay." Yeah, one but margarita. why is she even asking the the bartender for any of this? Right. So, anyways, I mean, you, you you don't go to the bar to ask for apple juice. Maybe you do. I don't even understand. Someone who in a restaurant named Applebee's should be able to get uh, an order for apple juice, right? Maybe there's a margarita that had Applebee's margarita in the. I'm title. sure that's, that's what, what happened. happened. Okay, and Joe, this obvious epidemic is not just limited to apple. I was going to ask. In 2011, where else can uh, all of the teenage <laughs> Population go if Applebee's is busy. These are accidents. In 2011, an incident occurred at an Outback Steakhouse in Ohio. A four-year-old girl and two teenagers were given a slushy-like drink that contained peach schnapps and vodka. Mm. Also in 2011, an Olive Garden in Florida served alcoholic sangria to a minor who ordered orange juice. <laughs> in 2000. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually pretty funny. Why? Did it come in a child's cup? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't I know have how so many questions. In 2012? I mean, an orange juice, yeah. and she got a sangria. That's an unusual mistake to make. That's like ordering cereal and getting a steak. I mean, it is <laughs> technically juice. It, no, a sangria is just cooked wine. It's just uh, Well, wasn't yeah. it at some point? Yeah, sure. Wine. It was grape juice. In 2012, an Indianapolis Olive Garden gave a 10-year-old boy a run cocktail. Instead of the fruit smoothie that was ordered, the boy was taken to the hospital but later fully recovered and is said to be doing fine today. Amazing. Wow. As for the Kirkman family, they are just not sure if they'll ever eat Applebee's again. Oh, come on. North Carolina's Alcohol Law Enforcement Division is investigating the incident. I'm sure they are. Because we have to think of the children. Yeah. Now. Of course we do, Mark. I mean, look, look, look. I, now, now, can I just back up a minute? Yes. Why do you go if if you're worried about kids, your kids drinking? Yes. All right. And you don't want them to get involved and become an alcoholic and and ruin their lives at some point over alcohol. Why are you training them by giving them virgin alcoholic drinks? Yeah. So there has to be some culpability in the parents of. So I'm going to have a give me a virgin daiquiri or a virgin mojito or I mean, right? It it it. These drinks are made to have alcohol in them, and you're kind of setting your kids up like, okay, you know, it's okay yeah, to drink. Yeah. When you this. go to a restaurant, the, you're going to be drinking a lot of these, kid. So right. get used to the look and the smell and the way I order it. Right. This is a pina colada. See, I think we'd be much better off. If we offered no virgin uh, drinks, mm-hmm. okay? And, I mean, look, if you're a parent you want your kid to drink later in life, just give them some sips of your own, you know, margarita or beer. Yeah, there might be a law against that. No, you can. You can? Absolutely. All right. I mean, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, uh, if you get them too drunk, Mark, that's going to be child endangerment. Now, you're basing this on nothing. Nothing. Just hear hearsay, Mark. (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure. I just wanted to make sure that Joe is basing this on a hunch. Yes, child (laughs) protective services is on the way right now. Right. But great, yeah. But so, listen, (laughs) this, look. You know, I'm not. I'm sure it was very unsettling for this family, especially for the three-year-old drinking alcohol. But 
Okay. But, you, know, you know my position. Right. But, you know, once the kids recovered, it seems like some family has hit pay dirt. Oh, this is absolutely pay dirt. Yeah. In fact, I bet they've been going to four Applebee's a day ordering virgin daiquiris until waiting for yes. this mistake to be made. And this gentleman was a minister, and the whole family was just at church. So this this is, you know... This, this is, is pay dirt. This is, you know... so where Give do, me my jury trial. So if there's one take-home message, take your kids week after week to Applebee's, Keep on hour after keep hour on ordering daiquiris. <laughs> it's gonna happen once in a while. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> I, I I bet it, if we if we uh, send our number crunchers away uh, for the the week next week, I bet we'd know for certain if you're better off doing that or buying a lottery ticket. I think you're better off doing this. I think so. I think Probably by it's, a wide oh, margin. Yeah, it's like one in a hundred. I mean, eventually <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. <laughs> Story number three. Cat cafes are so 2017. Because <laughs> everyone, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you've listened to the Weinfellers for any discernible period, you know that Joe and I love cat cafes. There's, they are... Uh, in the news constantly. Constantly. Con- you can't find one to actually go to. And we even interviewed one who, uh, someone who, people who opened one up and, well, they're trying to. No, they haven't opened one. It's coming up. Right. Um, you, you can actually go to our Facebook page. Sure. And, uh, and it's and, on there. And you can find them and, and uh, they'll let you know when they open. So, Ratty Rats, a California based oh, no. rat rescue and adoption agency, have started the world's kidding me. first rat cafe. <laughs> True stories only on the Weinfellers. For forty nine ninety nine, participants will be led into the basement of the dungeon, set up with tables, tablecloths, and lanterns. Oh, this is so bad. It is quite dark at our dungeon, says owner Matthew Clarkson. Clarkson makes sure to let people know that none of the food served is prepared on site and that we're obviously following all food code and hygiene requirements. Oh, I'm sure he would say that. Well, he probably is, <laughs> except for the part of having rats. I don't know if you can even, I, I don't think you can say, oh, wait, it's okay, there are rats in my dining room. The food, there are none in the kitchen. <laughs> well, but that's, I think that's truly the distinction. You can't have rats in the, in the kitchen. Dining room, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I bet this guy ran a normal restaurant, and he, and he exactly. couldn't get rid of the rats in the dining uh, room. Yeah, <laughs> I run a rat rescue, and uh, this, and these are up for adoption. We'll we'll put on a dungeon motif. We'll yeah. paint the wall. Yeah, when they take you down to the That's dungeon, right. they simply just show you to your seat on the ground level floor. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you like this rat? Well, please take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. Uh, yeah, and we're charging you $50. This is brilliant. brilliant. All restaurants should be rat adopting uh, cafes. Oh. Oh, Mark, that's good. That we need to get those that brilliant businessman on the wine fellers. He is brilliant as soon as possible. That's right. Oh my gosh, that, he and he. Should, <laughs> that's really nice. He should have like a mold adoption cafe too. All right. Yeah. So the <laughs> so the owner also goes on to mention that people in the Bay Area love to celebrate food, and they're always looking for the next thing to, in line. 
uh, to wait for in line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't they wait in line for everything there? Right, because the, they're, they're waiting for this out the door. I mean, this is a hot thing. Reportedly, rats are delightful, clean, clever, and loving, and much better than hamsters, I guess, who can be total jerks. Well, Mark, you obviously have no experience with rats or hamsters. Uh, not you're, you're a raccoon guy. You're an opossum guy. <laughs> I am. All right, well, I mean, didn't you have a family of them in your house for yeah, a while? Not, not on purpose. Uh, yeah, yes. well, you should have opened up an opossum restaurant. Opossum, that's right. So, yeah. so here's the thing. Rats are actually incredibly adorable. Yeah, We've I've got some living in our compost pile. On purpose. Well, they've just bedded down there. And uh, we've got we've got a, some plastic that you lay down on top of the what amounts to garbage, mm-hmm. and when you lift up the plastic to throw more food in there, there's a family of rats. Do you pet them? My girls do pet them. They pet the wild they rats the in wild the backyard. Rats. Yes, and they. Joe, they, this no, I'm not they kidding. Shouldn't I'm do not, this. I'm not kidding. They get rabies or something. Well, they they touch they do look, Mark. They're not. <laughs> touching their face, but yeah, but they're touching their. Hand. You're not supposed to pet These wild rats. These are the same kids that come running inside holding black snakes. Black snakes don't carry rabies. They're not mammals, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your kids should be petting wild rats. Uh, they, but they're adorable. <laughs> they might be. I mean, they are absolutely adorable. So they, these wild rats just hang out and the kids just, they let them When the them. kids can can touch them, because they they don't want to be touched, the rats. <laughs> they want to run away as yes. soon as you open up this plastic thing. Do they? They do. But sometimes they're a little slow. Mm-hmm. And the kids, that's their chance. They've recognized that's their chance. If if the, it doesn't immediately move, they have a chance of touching the rat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. Look, you know, we canceled our cable TV sub- subscription last year. <laughs> yes. And we're just trying to find things <laughs> to, do. to do. We are bored out of our mind out there. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You come home and it's like... Hey, has anyone disturbed the rats today? Yeah, I just went out there and, ah, man. Why don't you kids go outside and pet the rats? Because once you disturb them, it takes a good hour for them to reset and get back in position. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Do they, I mean, do you tell them, like, to wash their hands? Oh, of course. Oh, see? Of course. There you go. Yeah, if you touch a rat, you need to wash your hands afterwards. All right, so now we agree on something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it sounds like the rat cafe is for you, and you could actually, uh, you and your family could probably adopt a rat. It's, again, it's only $50 to go to the dungeon. That's so weird. Does that include food? Yes, it includes food. What kind of food? It's all, so it's so it's all it's different kinds of food, but they uh they decide that they they decide they're going to bring the food in. They're not going to make it there because Right. The, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the rats, the rats. <laughs> and um But are they bringing the, like is uh, and the catering company provides it? It's a different kind of meal well, every day or Well, I think there's like a restaurant next door that uh, uh, supplies the food, <laughs> but uh, you know we'll probably we'll try to get them on and see if they can discuss their. I rat would cafe. very much like to do that. I'll do that, but uh, you know, with the fifty dollars does okay. does come uh, unlimited uh, coffee and tea, and so <laughs> <laughs> and a free tetanus booster. <laughs> you know, 
this is, you know, uh, uh, I'm not trying to pick on San Francisco. I do love San Francisco, but this sounds oh, like this is it way sounds over the like top. something that would probably start there. And if it takes off there, then, <laughs> you know, we'll see what other well, towns it hits. But. And then you've got the problem of uh, all the rat cafes are uh, getting put out of business by the cat cafes that come in right next door. Yes. And you, you just <laughs> kill off all the rats. We don't want to have a combination rat cat cafe. So that's that would be bad. But uh, we'll get them on the line because I think this is uh, this is something really good. So I agree. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wine Fellers, the latest and greatest wine inventions of 2017 is coming up next, right after this Wine Fellers song exclusive on WHUP. Thank you. Right now, don't go anywhere.
love to present a happy precedent. A super segment. It's Wine Fellers Special Event. Turn your radio up. Turn it up. Grab your wine cup. Go get it. Put on some makeup. Oh, yeah. It's Wine Fellers Special Roundup. Cork your wine bottle. Leave your brothel. Brothel. Seal that glory hole. With Mark and Joe on cruise control. Lost your wife and kiss. Yeah. Cancer. Your life is on the You've got no reason to live. Let the wine Event. It's a special event. Evento Whatever that means, Joe. Okay. So, 2017. I'm excited. <laughs> for the year? Well, I just, I that song really got me into I the know. mood. It does. It, it really is the perfect special event song because we do have a wonderful event. We are talking about the greatest oh. wine inventions, inventions for 2017. And 2017 has been a wondrous year for wine inventions. It really has been the year to beat all years. And we are going to discuss the newest and greatest things to come out so you, for you to enjoy your wine. Is this the mop not mop, mop. That's the first thing okay. we're going to discuss. I, I'm, I'm all ears. So the first great wine invention that you're going to hear for yes. 2017 mm-hmm. is called the baby mop. <laughs> now, there's oh. <laughs> there is now a new invention to help you better clean your floor after a wine spill. Okay. The baby mop is basically a onesie. Made out of the same material that <laughs> mops are made from. <laughs> like those little uh, shaggy hands yeah. you put on you, uh, to white wax your car. Just dress oh, your young funny. one in a baby mop and set him or her down on any hardwood wood or tile floor that needs cleaning. Brilliant. And it does Isn't stairs, it? too. Whatever. <laughs> it goes down <laughs> steep stairs? Sure. <laughs> May take a couple passes. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just drop your baby off at the end of the house, sure. and then you walk over, and they cry, and they say, it, "Come on over." It, Come it, on. Right. It's uh, it's a human Roomba. It's like a human. It's a yes. <laughs> Electric- Except the Roomba knows not to go down the stairs. It's true. The baby does not. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> but this invention is destined for bankruptcy. But the ba- no, the baby mop does not use electricity. Uh, it's it is it uh, is eco- carbon neutral, completely eco friendly. Wow! So according to the manufacturer, you may uh, at first need to get things started by calling to your infant from across the room, but pretty soon they'll be cleaning spills all by themselves. <laughs> Mark has just turned his phone toward me and is showing me yes that this is a real product. Yes, they, I, we only discuss real products. This is really a mop. Wow. That your baby fits into. <laughs> <laughs> and when you spill your wine, because we've all been there, oh. you don't have to get the mop out. You just get your baby out and just set him down on the spill. And eventually, <laughs> that wine spill will disappear. I tell you what, I'm going to buy one of these, but then also sew some mousetraps on the back. <laughs> 
What? Well, so then while they're mopping and dusting uh, in the utility room, uh, the baited mousetraps on their back might catch a few rodents. See, I was thinking of a different way. I was thinking they need to make these in adult sizes. <laughs> because, look, uh, sometimes when I spill wine and if I don't have a baby, I don't feel like bringing out the mop, but I do feel like rolling around the floor. They do make uh, adult mop shoes, I'm almost certain. Uh, I haven't seen them, but they might. But don't you think it's better? I to think it's better. Roll around full, on the floor with yes, a mop. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a human mop. Because that, that, that's. A- I just picture you uh, disassembling like thirty mops, <laughs> taking the heads off all of them, and kind of sewing them onto a giant oversized gown. Uh, you right. look like a mop Chewbacca. So the, this is really how this thing works. I like this idea. Well, how this idea works for adults is because you you make this giant mop that you fit into as an adult. Yes, I understand this part and of then, the concept. And then you, so you spill something and you say, oh, I'm sorry, honey. Let me go get my, my mop. And then It she's, works better if it's at a party. And then, but then she says, no, don't do that. Never mind. I'll get the mop. Oh, and you can say, I'm always offering to right. help around the house. That's how it works. And that is how it works. My, Let me get my, this sounds like a job for Mop Man. And then you, <laughs> oh, geez, oh, no, God, no. <laughs> but, 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 oh, Mark. Uh, but in all seriousness, this does create a healthy work ethic in your child. Well, and they don't even know they're doing it. Well, but it does, like, you know, it sets them up for, you know, n- your life is not all about just, <laughs> you know, I just, taking I it just, easy. I just <laughs> imagine the, the, uh, the sheltered infant who grew up, uh, you know, from this onesie, mopping onesie, mm-hmm. into maybe, you know, some, uh, you know, young adult, uh, you know, Spider-Man outfit that was outfitted with, with mops as well uh, his whole life yes. until one day he gets a job as a school janitor and is told to go mop the floor. <laughs> Having never mopped a floor any other way. Or seen a real mop. Or seen a real <laughs> mop. <laughs> he passes those by all the time. He has no idea where they are. He just proceeds uh, to roll down the hall. He, he put dons his mop suit <laughs> and, roll. <laughs> and is rolling down the floor. But he's probably very efficient. Okay, <laughs> the second. Entertaining. The, so we're talking about the one, most wondrous wine inventions yes. of 2017 on the um, Winefellers. On the Winefellers, you beat me to it. But it is, this is truly a great year for wine inventions. Joe, did you know <laughs> that wine glasses are notoriously difficult to hold without spilling? Yes, yes I did. Well, now there are wine grips from the company Get a Grip. These are rubber grips that snugly fit onto any wine glass that are designed to comfortably accommodate your hand, uh, but they look a little bit like bicycle handles. So think about... Oh, (laughs) oh, a handlebar handle. Yeah. So think about (laughs) those those plastic handles that go on your bike. Yes, when you were a kid. And they think about taking it off the handle and then wrapping it around the stem of your wine glass. Yeah, it takes something that had an air of sophistication... And makes it look uh, completely wrong now. Well, having a handlebar on, uh, grip on yes. your wine glass. I mean, why don't why don't they make a little bell you can ring that, that ties onto it as well? Ring, ring. I think this is a brilliant invention. No, no, no. Well, but when you say the, you say you spill your wine glass. I said I understand how easy they are to spill because they are top heavy, 
and it gets knocked over. The table mm. gets jostled and it's spilled. I don't think it's easy to. Sp- I don't have a problem with when the wine is in my hand. <laughs> I mean, you're never like, whoa, and you lose the thing and it falls to the floor. And you think, if only. In fact, this is crazy because. It never slips out of your hand because if you're holding it by that stem there, you've got this giant glass at the top that's not going to slip through your hand. I don't understand. This is, uh, Mark, believe it or not, I think they came up with this just to make some money. <laughs> no, th- no. Th- they were trying to serve the better good here. But um, <laughs> but because I have to disagree with you. Okay. Because I've, had, I've been holding wine glasses many a time. Okay. And... You're not holding the stem tight enough, and the whole glass slips through your hand like it is. Uh, you have like WD-40 in your hand, just slips. You're right serious? Through. Yeah. You're being serious. Yeah, and so uh, that happens to me at least once. Well, maybe. I mean, it happened. It's it happened. Has happened before. It's happened. <clears throat> and you don't think that a just a a thin rubbery sleeve uh, uh, would would solve the issue instead of a giant like. Uh, uh, but it's shaping the contours of your knuckles. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know, man. Well, they come in a set of four bright colors: green, electric, blue. How green. do you get them on? Uh, well, no, they. <laughs> <laughs> you can't slide it on. You got the base at one end and the huh. glass on the other. Hmm. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> do they? Sell, is it a whole thing? No, like you need to buy the wine glasses. No, it's just the- a grip. Well. Now, now I'm intrigued, well, Mark. I'm sure there's a well, it's zipper. Just got, no, it's not a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> now, <you're, laughs> now your wine glass has not a, only a handlebar on it, yeah. but a zipper down one side. It's got to, it, it's got to have a, a, a cut down one side, but now it's going to fall out of that. Well, I don't know. So it's a, great, <laughs> it's a great invention that somehow is bending the law of physics. So we'll have to get them on the phone, too. But... Okay. We'll get the next. Here's the next invention. I'm so far, I'm impressed and not impressed. The 17 most wondrous wine inventions of 2017 so far. Number three, the bar sound bubble. Now I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Say it one more time. Well, how about I'll just I'll start I'll start off with a little okay, little teaser. What is the worst thing about drinking wine with your friends at a bar? What is the worst thing about drinking wine with your friends at at a bar? I'll just tell you. Some, I mean, well, well, no, wait. If I were to ask you that question, oh, I, and, and no, but you didn't have a story in front of you, what would your answer be? Well, Joe, I would say sometimes it's loud and you're unable to hear your friends <laughs> talk. <laughs> <laughs> is what I would say. Now, uh, yeah, no, I have, you know, I've been to some wine bars before. And they're too loud. You can't hear anything. No, 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 not bars that serve wine. <laughs> I've been to some wine bars that just serve wine. Right. And it's, it's all, it, the, the, I don't know, the few places I've been are uh, very quiet. No, the ones I've been to are deafening. No. Mm-hmm. Deafening. It's like being in a really? monster truck rally. Now, <laughs> so thank that was just a monster truck rally you were at. <laughs> That's true. That served wine. <laughs> thank goodness there is the bar sound bubble. The bar sound. Bu- oh wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. Tell me, tell me. What the bar is. sound bubble is a clear plastic helmet. No. <laughs> a clear plastic helmet that fits over two individuals' heads <laughs> and eliminates <laughs> and eliminates oh. background noise. Oh, you are kidding me. No, I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> 
to try describe to our listeners what you're seeing, if you if you may. Oh, heaven forbid you just let a belch out while you're under that thing. <laughs> describe to our listeners what All right, this this is. Uh, it looks like the uh, there's a woman and a man <laughs> sitting face to face with their foreheads touching, and a what looks to be just a giant plastic dome. It looks like a like a clear plastic beach ball. Clear plastic beach ball that two heads fit in. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. I need to look at this a little more closely. Yes, it has a bottom to it, Mark. Oh, wait. This is an, it's almost like a giant Easter egg that <laughs> is sitting on a table. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. And there are two giant head portals, <laughs> one on each side. That's right. Of, of this thing. <laughs> and so you're, well, uh, <laughs> how is this even a thing? <laughs> because this is brilliant. Because. Oh my Sometimes gosh. I've stopped going to wine bars; they're too loud. But now I'll start going again because if they have this, I'll go and I'll. And it's like my wife is. I can't hear a word you're saying. I'll get out. <laughs> no worries. I'll get out <laughs> the wine bar bubble. No, this is not something you get out. They have these at the bar. Is what I'm seeing. Well, they probably do it's have like, them at the bar, right? Uh, would you like a table with a sound with bubble or, or without? without a sound bubble? Mm, right, and then you know. you stick your head in there, and then you can have a private conversation. You can hear exactly what. Your yeah, but, significant other uh, saying, and it's just gosh. it's brilliant. Well, look, they need uh, hand uh, holes so you can drink your wine while your head is in there. See, there is right. There's only a, there's only two holes <laughs> for your head. There's no <laughs> that holes. That poor lady in the picture looks like she's really <laughs> overextending her neck there. Well, you have to put your head into the <laughs> bubble, but there's no holes for your drinks. That is, a I don't understand. Why couldn't she just put her ear? Up to the hole as he puts his mouth up to the other hole. <laughs> or for that matter, get rid of the thing entirely and just, you just put your mouth up to their ear. Or just stay at to, home. To, or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these people look like just n just crazy people. <laughs> you No, you'd look really no. nuts. Oh, no, completely <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I'm using this at a bar. I mean, I, where, who, whichever wine bar has these uh -huh. we have to go there mark <laughs> we have got to go there yeah it's be interesting you and i talking at a wine bar with our foreheads touching in a <laughs> in a plastic bubble but i am willing to try everything once and we will do that we will all right so the last invention oh joe i'm kind of sad well it's a great invention okay. for 2017 Coming to an end so picnics are often no picnics oh that's funny <laughs> That's really clever, Mark. Because, because it's congratulations. Thank you very much. Did what did that one take all morning? Oh, all morning. All right. Because it's always difficult to know where to place your food or your wine glass mm. while sitting on the ground. Yes, I I agree. It's true. It so, is. But fret no more. The company Aquacita now makes picnic picnic pants, which are basically a pair of denim capri mm. pants with a fabric flap that spreads out all plate like. When you sit <laughs> cross-legged, so it's basically a crotch plate oh, attached Lord. to your pants that also has a pouch for your wine or beer. I see that now. <laughs> so I'm trying to, it's a difficult and one. And it doubles as a flying squirrel suit. <laughs> I mean, it, so I try, it's a hard one to describe. Oh, this so. is, right, so this is basically, if you were to just stand with your legs kind of uh, far apart, right? Right. Uh, not shoulder length, but a little more. Um, uh, like you're going to do some jumping jacks or something, and your legs all the way apart. Yes. And then you take a uh, 
piece of cloth right. and sew it between uh, your crotch area, was one point of the triangle, and then down to one knee, yes. across to the other knee, That's and then back it. up to the uh, groinal area. That's right. That's so. That's what it is. Yeah. So and and you look insane. <laughs> well, you look insane when you're walking around with this cloth attached. I guess to you. so. But then at the picnic, everyone's like, "Oh, what is that?" And you sit down, and and all of a sudden, when you cross your legs, it becomes taut, and then you put your plate. I just love it though. <laughs> like you you just you you sit cross-legged. It's yeah. taut. You got your your mobile cloth p- table going on. Yes. You got all your spread out there, and then it's like. You need to get up and do something. Right. And if you forget you're wearing your picnic pants, you go, I'll get that. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it all falls off. <laughs> oh, my picnic uh, pants. All you need then is like the guy with the uh, picnic garbage pants <laughs> well, everyone, to go clean them up. Yes. Everyone's pants has a certain function. <laughs> well, someone needs to, like, they have the kangaroo pants. Y- they bring yes. the pouch of food. The restroom pants. The guy so, needs to sit to be the table. Yes. Guy's the garbage. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. So. You know, stay tuned. We'll probably order those. I think they're pretty cheap because it's just a piece of cloth on your pants. But uh, mm. we'll order those. <laughs> you got a little upset over that one. Because, yeah, well, they'll probably end up making, you know, a million dollars off their picnic pants idea. But good for them. We'll have them on next time. We'll have them on. But N- Next time? <laughs> next time. <laughs> sure, it's always next time. You've been listening to another exciting episode of the Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Summer, the bushfires 
rage and rage and rage on such beautiful days. And we fight them with water that runs through the cracks. Water we're desperately trying to save. So I'll just live on wine and water my vines and sleep on the wind with the fires right behind. And sing on the beaches and swim through the night. I will cry past the wine, past the wine, past the wine. FM 